0: Hello there, this is Jason Dees, and this is the Think Through It podcast. Think Through It exists to help people think through the big questions of life and culture. On the Think Through It podcast, we'll be talking with friends, cultural influencers, and forward thinkers about the things that all of us need to be thinking about. Today, I'm talking to an old friend of mine, Daniel Headley. I first met Dan when he was one of my campers at the J.A. Ranch, and later I became very good friends with him and his family while I was a seminary student in Louisville, Kentucky. I've always loved and admired Dan. He's always been full of joy and humility and love. But recently, Dan has endured a major spinal cord injury, and in this podcast, we have the opportunity to talk to him and talk to him about how he's dealing with this accident. Now this is a very raw and fresh conversation as Dan's accident was just over a month ago. Dan is processing life now in the midst of this great pain. And obviously he hasn't fully processed all that this means for him now. But I thought it'd be really helpful for us to talk to someone in the midst of great pain and hear their faith and strength that really comes from their relationship with God. I hope this is a conversation that will help you the next time you find yourself in the middle of pain. And I'm grateful that Dan has decided to join us in this, as together we think through it. So Dan, I met you, you were, I guess you were going into eighth grade.
1: I think seventh.
0: Oh, going into seventh grade. Yeah, that's probably right. And I remember, do you remember, uh, I'm trying to think of this guy's name, uh, Riley, was there like a Riley that you hung out with a lot?
1: Oh yeah, guy from... Uh, he was like a big kid. Montgomery.
0: Yeah, that sounds right.
1: Yeah, his name was Adams.
0: Adams Riley. Yeah. Adams Riley. That's funny. Uh, so I met Dan, summer of 2003, at the J Trench, and you were one of my campers, and I think I'd met you the previous summer when you came out just with your dad.
1: Yeah, but I don't think you remembered me.
0: I think I did. Yeah. Because I knew Whitney and Okay. Uh yeah, but it wasn't like I didn't we didn't really connect that much. I think I just met you and Jim and but then the next summer you were yeah my camper and uh for challenge and it was awesome, man. That was a great that was a great summer. That was a great two weeks of our lives.
1: It was. Yeah and you had been running for some position I, well, in college. Well,
0: I ran for SGA president at Auburn, and yeah. Whitney had the hardest job. Dan's sister, uh, Whitney, had the hardest job. She, her was like, she was in charge of like aligning up all of the escorts, like the people that went around with me from campaign stop to campaign stop, and that was an, an impossible job. So, and so I got to know Whitney pretty well through that, and um, and then I moved to Louisville and you were the only person I knew in Louisville. In fact, when I, I tell the story, I say I moved to Louisville and the only person I knew was an eighth grade kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, it was you. And, uh, you know, y'all graciously, the Headley family graciously invited, uh, me out to y'all's house for dinner. And, um, and y'all were kind of like my Louisville family. And, um, That was a special season of my life for sure. We spent a lot of time together. We sure did. I mean, I was out at the Headley house all the time. And, you know, your dad was so gracious. Like, whenever we needed some money, I'd call him up. And, like, even if he didn't really have a big project for us, he would, like, make up yard work for us to do. I remember that. Just to kind of help us out. And so it was, uh, y'all were, y'all meant uh, the world to us in those days. And, um, And Dan, of course, graduated and went off to college in Nashville, and you've been living there ever since. Nine years. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since. And um, I want to talk to you today. Dan has had an event happen in his life that is um, just a massive thing and uh, kind of a a hard-to-comprehend thing. Um, You've had a major injury. You've had a spinal cord tear. Why don't you just tell us, A little bit what's going on with you
1: yeah so today is october 18th and a little over a month ago so september 14th i got um in a motorcycle accident and the sobering part of it all is a little over a month ago i was walking around on both legs yeah just like a normal person and i'm sitting here in a rehab center in atlanta now and but so i was driving down music row in nashville at about 550 and a young driver decided to turn left from the far right lane and didn't see me went right in front of me i t-boned her car and flew over it and landed on the sidewalk and ended up being paralyzed from the accident
0: and really Save just the kindness of a few people and the grace of God. It's amazing that that wasn't the end for you, right? Um, tell us a little bit just about some of the folks that the Lord brought into your life in those moments that really saved your life.
1: He orchestrated it all, and to say his hand was not a part of it would be ignorant, Hmm. it's so obvious, and um. I don't know the purpose of it yet, but I will down the road on why he saved my life. But whereas after I was laying there on the ground, there was apparently a few people standing over me watching me bleed out because I had a major artery in my arm cut. And a guy named uh, Zach Runquist was driving down the road, saw me standing there. He said, it looked like you had two 7-Eleven big gulps of blood just laying on the ground next to you. Mm. And um, he said, I always carry a bandana on me. And he felt like God said, get out of your car and help this guy. So he came over, tied a tourniquet on my arm, and held me and just prayed for me. He said I was, had blood coming out of my nose. Wow. And I was just gasping for air. And he said, come on, buddy. We're gonna. We're, I'm here with you until the ambulance gets here. And the ambulance got there about... 15 minutes later. Wow. They loaded me in and he said he was just rubbing my leg praying for me. And you know I don't I don't remember any of that.
0: Yeah. And obviously, you know the I remember the first time I saw you when you got here to Shepherd. Uh you know, one of the most one of the most powerful things you said to me, you said I'm just I'm here. I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, a month ago you were fully healthy like you said you're walking around but you know, your life is different now, but you are here, and, uh, you know, that man was obviously God's grace to you, and uh, I I fully believe um, in what you just said. There's there's great purpose in this, and the Lord's doing something in this. You don't understand that, and you probably won't understand the fullness of this until you know, you're in the New Jerusalem, um, but there is purpose in this, and you are here, and... Um, so tell me about it man. I mean, you're you you obviously had a few weeks in Vanderbilt. Yeah, that had, were uh, basically just the, you know, just still on basically life support. Just everything was so fragile.
1: Yeah, I was in at Vanderbilt Trauma Center for 15 days. And on the 13th day, the guys from the ambulance, the EMS guys stopped by and just said we wanted to meet you cuz we didn't think you were going to make it. Wow. And that, that really kind of floored me, and scared me to think about because I hadn't fully processed on. I was just hanging right on death's door's threshold, you know. But God decided, "Hey, Dan, you're not. I'm not done with you yet."
0: So, what has it been like for you to process that? uh, You know, uh, that thought there, just to maybe in a more real way. I mean, look, you, you know. You had 28 years to process your existence, but you probably processed it more in the past 28 days than you have in those 28 years before. Yeah, Um, I was
1: looking through the the lens of me before. You know, just what does Dan want to do here? And now that the God who created you and me decided to save me, I think it's caused me to think, what what am I here for now? And I think I got a different platform for speaking on it and a m- more mature outlook. And I'm thankful God just kind of unzipped me and jumped back in because I think he's got big plans for me. I can't wait.
0: And I certainly do too, brother. And uh, I just want to say all of my interactions with you since, you know, this, uh, well, I mean, I'll just say i have like, I've always, I've never had a bad interaction with you. I've always loved you and always loved our friendship and I've always been encouraged by you. But you know, that when something like this happens to a friend or somebody you care about, you you don't quite know, you know, what's, what's it going to be like for them? Is Dan angry? Is Dan bitter? I mean, you know, what's it going to be like? And there's just been nothing but joy and confidence and faith that, i've seen in your life since you know i saw you whenever you first came to shepherd here and uh it's been massively encouraging to me and i know it's been massively encouraging to everybody around you and certainly the folks here at shepherd
1: i mean there's definitely anger at times it's idle Mm -hmm. you know and it's usually at nighttime, and i kind of just pray myself back to sleep yeah um You know, you don't truly know how hard it is unless you've had a spinal cord injury. Yeah. Because it happens so fast.
0: And that's what I kind of want to say, even just beyond like the mental realization of my spine has been severed and I'm not going to walk again. Mm -hmm. But just the actual trial of what that now means, you know, and the pain and, uh, You know, I mean, talk to us a little bit about that. You were just talking to me about even blood flow issues and day-to-day now here in the Shepherd Center. What is your life like, if only even just so that we can be praying for you or people that listen to this can be praying for you?
1: Man, it's back to the basics.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I feel like I'm a little kid all all over again. And trying something new or learning something new, no matter what it is, sucks. Because you suck at first, Mm -hmm. you know? And the, the learning curve is so sharp because I'm still healing from my injuries, but also learning how to put my shoes on and tie them all over again. Yeah. Just because it's hard to reach down there. Sure. And uh, it's, it's such, a, such a change. But um, you just got to lean on the Lord. And it's, it's humbling just to know he's, he's there with me the whole time.
0: And How's that realization been? T- helpful. Yeah.
1: I mean, there are times when I get so down, and it's the only thing I can cling on to.
0: You know, one of the little books that I actually first remember reading, uh, and it may have been the summer or two before I met you at the ranch, but when I first went to the ranch was this old little book called The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Have you ever Mm. read that book? No. It's this like monk that washes dishes. I mean, it's like a 700-year-old book or something. Mm. And But the whole book is about his practice of the presence of God, like his awareness of the presence of God. And it just seems to me that that's kind of like you now. Like it's like there's just... It's it's not like God is any less or more present than He was, 20, you know, a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But there's an awareness now. I mean, would you say that? Is Absolutely.
1: True? Like I said, I think I was looking through the lens of me, and having that perspective change. Of, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, and knowing that He's the reason I'm still here. And so what else do I have to think about other than that?
0: You know, and I think about a guy like you, Dan, who, you know, there's been a massive investment of spirituality in you. I mean, you're a guy that graciously grew up in a great church and went to a great school that taught theology. And like, how important is that now? You know, what do you do now in terms of processing this without... Solid theology. Unfortunately, you know, you don't you don't have to be that. So I mean, how important has your theology been in this in this process?
1: I I don't think I'd make it. Yeah. I mean, if I woke up I didn't really come to in the hospital until three or four days afterwards. Yeah. And if I would have come to and came to the realization I would never get my legs back and all I had to lean on was I hope I do good enough to die to and go to a, a better place. I feel like I I wouldn't have made it. You know, I had, thankfully I had the theology of that Christ created me and He saved me, and I get to spend eternity with Him someday. Mm. Um, that's my Savior in this whole thing. Amen. Yeah, I just don't know how I'd make it through unless I knew without a doubt that that's the answer and the truth.
0: You know, I you know, I always think of this old, like, very famous C.S. Lewis quote that he says, you know, if you have desires in this life that seem unfulfilled, it must mean that you were made for a different life, for a different world. You know, if there desires in this life that this world can't fulfill, it means that you were made for a different world. And, you know, all of us to some degree have that, right? I mean, we all have desires that we just know aren't being met right. You now, in an even bigger way than ever, are going to be reminded of that, or are being reminded of that all the time that you weren't made for this world. Yeah. And... You
1: wake up and see that wheelchair next to you and think, gotta get in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's a reminder that this is not your real life and yeah. your real home. And, you know, one of the things I remember us talking about when I first saw you was, you know, if... If you know you're going to live for 500,000 years mm-hmm. and obviously beyond with Jesus, you know, 50 years in a wheelchair doesn't seem like that long. But no wi- big deal. But without that, you know, it's devastating. It's destroying, like you just said. Mm-hmm. It's crushing. Um, you know, it's been cool uh, for me my, the whole time I've known you guys is just to see your family, And I've always loved your family and your friends and the the deep friendships that I know you guys have in Louisville and other places. And how important has that been to you in this process, friends and family? I've been so fortunate to
1: have my parents here the whole time. And uh, I mean, I have a very close friendship with them. And to just have them as support here and for us all to be equally yoked in faith and, you know, praying out loud together mm-hmm. every night before they go home. Uh, it doesn't get any better than that. And having, I have three sisters, and it's just like the team that has rallied behind me. I, it's not that I don't feel worthy of it, but I just feel so fortunate to have a team of that loves me Cheering me on, and we're all rooted in the same foundation, and I feel invincible mm. at times on that.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just I just want to say if if anyone you know is listening to this and you know you, you're friends with Dan, you haven't connected with him, it's just felt strange. I, I get that as a pastor, like when something like this that's so traumatic happens, you just don't know what to say. You know. I mean, I'll let you say it, but I know, I'll say for Dan, I know we'd love to hear from you. It's just Dan. It's just normal Dan. Uh, he just has... My
1: phone's still on.
0: Yeah, his phone still works. It's just, he's got this new mountain to climb, uh, but uh, it's the same Dan that you've always known and loved, and uh, I so admire and appreciate that about you, brother.
1: Thanks. I may be in physical therapy all day, but I used to be in work all day. So yeah, there you go. It's the, it's the same, same thing.
0: Day. Yeah. Yeah, you still got the evenings off though. Yeah. yeah. How uh what else, man? What else what else have you been learning? What else you know? Uh, just
1: something interesting. I'll say two things about a spinal cord injury I didn't know before is um you have blood pressure issues. So when I get out of bed for the first time and sit up and all the blood goes to my legs, I'm right on the threshold of Passing out every day,
0: just because you look like your your legs haven't been using blood, and so your body like why is that?
1: Apparently, it's just tough to get the blood back up. To oh, because they're not going back up through the veins. Because I'm paralyzed, basically from my chest down. Right. Yeah. Which involves the heart, and uh, so I'll be trying to do a exercise to get stronger, just to get out of my chair. And next thing I know, I'm about to pass out. My ears are ringing.
0: Because everything just lost blood. Yeah.
1: And that's frustrating because you all you want to do is get stronger, right? And uh, that that's a weird thing.
0: You look stronger right now than you did two or whatever weeks ago when you first came here.
1: I think I am, but I've still lost like twenty five pounds.
0: Yeah,
1: that I didn't have to lose anyway.
0: Right? I mean, I can tell you're not. It's not like you're like normal Dan, but you you there's a little bit more vitality. I mean, so I mean, praise God for that. I mean, there's this is you know. I know this is a good place. They do some of the best wor- work in the whole world, and um, and you're healing, you know? And True. The, that,
1: uh, the other weird thing is
0: I've lost my ability,
1: or not lost it, but apparently you get it back, but ability to regulate temperature. Yeah. So I'll go from sweating constantly to shivering in one minute.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. It's so
1: weird, but... Small hurdle to get over Yeah, with the team that I have.
0: When do they think that'll come back? Or how long does know. it take to re-regulate or whatever?
1: Everybody just says you get it back. They just don't know. They okay. just, don't know.
0: No, they don't know. How can we be praying for you?
1: Um, I'd love for this blood pressure thing to equal out. Because mm-hmm. that apparently goes away. Yeah, okay. And that would allow me to work hard, get my strength back and get the heck home Yeah, that's where I want to be I can just hear the gravel crinkling underneath the tires when you pull up the driveway I can't wait
0: that's a special place man yeah
1: and uh, other than that just p- perseverance you know both physical and mental
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I am wake up in the middle of the night and think oh my gosh this is real that and then I've cried more this week than I have in a long time and uh, just pray for perseverance and for this blood pressure issue to work itself out
0: well Dan uh, I love you brother love you, you too. are an encouragement to me um, you've always been a, a dear and wonderful friend that I've admired and my admiration for you in this whole thing is only magnified and gone gone up exponentially and You have the most wonderful family and friend group around you, and that's a gift of grace. But more than that, you know, you have a savior who has good plans for you. And I know you know that. And uh, uh, for Dan Headley, this is Jason Dees, encouraging you to think through it.